You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. So for those of you who maybe um, have not been with us for the last um, three weeks of Advent, we've been kind of walking through a preaching series entitled Born Identity. We've been talking about our God-given, our supernatural identity that we were given at baptism that is strengthened and nourished in the Eucharist. And now what we want to do today is talk about how confirmation, these sacraments of initiation, strengthen and give us identity and purpose and meaning. We kind of took all three weeks to, to get to this point of why would we call them sacraments of initiation? Initiated into what? Initiated into the life of Christ. You who have been baptized, if you have been baptized, you are baptized into Christ. And Jesus gives us our identity. It's a supernatural identity. We are able to share in the life of God. Born into it through baptism, nourished and fed in it through the Eucharist, and then confirmed and strengthened in it in the Sacrament of Confirmation. So what we want to do today is maybe talk about the Sacrament of Confirmation, how it helps us in our identity. Those of you who maybe have a handout, you might want to follow us along. You can pray with this handout, and we're not going to cover everything. Again, right there in, in section A, confirmation completes what baptism started. Confirmation completes what baptism started. It's from our catechism. Again, our catechism is a book. It's the summary of all the teachings of the Catholic faith. Key here is that confirmation strengthens baptismal grace. Um, when uh, you are baptized, you are set apart for God, for His purpose, for His plan. What to me, uh, to be set apart means to be anointed. When you anoint someone, you're setting them apart. So when you're baptized, you are set apart for God, for his purpose. You are part of his family. And when we confirm someone, we literally anoint them with oil. We use a chrism oil, which the bishop blesses. That chrism oil is used at three times. Baptism, we anoint the child. We anointed you. We put oil on the crown of your head. When I was ordained, they put that chrism on my hands. I'm a baptized Christian whose job it is now. I am set apart to serve you with my hands. That's why they anoint my hands. They set my hands apart. So I use my hands for service to serve you who are the anointed priest, prophet, and king. So my priesthood serves your priesthood. So we have it right there. Christians, which means a Christian means anointed. It's derived from Christ himself, who is anointed with the Holy Spirit. So you are anointed at your confirmation. You're set apart for holy things. Your life is holy for holy things. 
You receive power from on high when you are confirmed. Those of you who have been confirmed. You're clothed with power, and this is so important. Power. You are given the Holy Spirit who comes to you with power. Why? Why particular power? We're given power so that we can profess publicly Christ with authority. The early church, when um, St. Peter came out and he gave his first homily, they were in awe. They said, how does this man speak with such authority and such power? He converted over 3,000 men just by the words that he was saying because his words had power. When confirmation comes upon us, there is a power that God wants to give to his church, that God wants to give to the believer so that the believer can go into the world and witness to Christ with authority and power. Right there, that last line, it gives us by word and action strength to confess the name of Christ boldly and never be ashamed of the cross. Some of us may, um, oftentimes we can hear ourselves say this, I I don't know what to say, I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna say the wrong thing. That's not me, that's really not my character to go and, and share Jesus with others. I really want you to pray, for those of you who have been confirmed, I want you to pray that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, would release the power that you received in confirmation to give you courage and strength. You're right, apart from God, you're probably scared. You probably don't have the words to say. You're weak. But with God, Remember, your identity is supernatural and God has given you the power in confirmation to speak of Jesus with boldness and it's a power that comes from God, not yourself. So maybe you can pray to ask God to release confirmation, release the power given to you in confirmation so that you can begin to speak about God without any shame. In confirmation, we also receive gifts. We receive supernatural gifts. I included on there the prayer that was prayed over you in confirmation, those of you who were confirmed. The bishop prays this over you, or if the priest was given permission from the bishop, he prayed over these words. Send your Holy Spirit upon them to be their helper and their guide. Give them wisdom. Wisdom not that the world gives, but supernatural wisdom, understanding have an understanding of things that God gives us. Right judgment, again, courage, knowledge, and reverence. A spirit of wonder and awe in your presence. Let's just pause right there. How many of us need a spirit of wonder and awe in God's presence? I, can, I, I notice a spirit just kind of coming in on me, not a good spirit, a bad spirit of boredom and just kind of ho-hum, you know, COVID, like there's this, this, this glaze of grayness that kind of comes over everything and nobody's really excited about anything and everyone's really excited about complaining and everyone's excited, really excited about griping about politics and everyone's excited about finding mess and just complaining about everything. 
How many of us could benefit from a spirit of wonder and awe and amazement about God and the way that things are? That's the spirit of God that comes and gives us that. It's a supernatural awe. You ever meet people that, like, man, what what are they on, right? Like, I know they're not on something, but they are just too happy. Like, they are just too... What's going on in their life? Why are they so joyful? Why are they... It's like they have that look in their eye. You know they're not crazy, but you are attracted to something. They see something, they have a spirit of wonder and awe about life. They're connected to something that you want to be connected to. It's the spirit of God in them that we can pray, Lord, release this spirit in me, this gift of wonder and awe. Spirit of God through confirmation comes and makes us witnesses. Now this is important because um, you, if you're part of our parish, if you've been a part of our community, you have heard that our, our mission statement is this, to encounter Jesus and to become, what? I forgot, actually I forgot. What is it? Missionary disciples. I think if we keep saying it for a couple more years, we're all going to say it together. Be, be missionary disciples to go out into the world and to bring the light of Christ into the world, right? To be a witness of the gospel, to be missionary, to go out. I'm not asking you to go out to the ends of the earth, not yet, but let's just go out into the community, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm kind of weak. I don't have the strength. Well, you know what? If you were confirmed, you have the power of God to go into the community. And oh, by the way, confirmation tells us this. You have an obligation. This is from the catechism. All Christians, by the example of their lives and the witness of their word, whereby they live, have an obligation to manifest the new man, which is you, who are baptized. There's the old self, but now there's the new self. The new man which they have put on in baptism and to reveal the power of the Holy Spirit by whom they were strengthened at confirmation. Let's actually read that again because I think that needs to be heard again. All Christians, by the example of their lives and the witness of their word, whereby they live, have an obligation to manifest the new man, Christ, who's in you, which they have put on in baptism and to reveal the power of the Holy Spirit by whom they were strengthened at confirmation. Now the church doesn't use that word obligation lightly because the church knows we get nervous when we're obliged to do something. Holy days of obligation, we're like, well, whatever. I'm not obliged to do that. Mass on Sunday, eh. You know, in the pains of hell, I'll go to Mass. But the church says we're obliged to witness the word by our lives and our words. Confirmation gives you this, the ability to do it. You have it already. Holy Spirit comes with a special strength to be true witnesses. Just invite you to maybe just go and pray with some of the the other notes on there. Now, with all this said, the enemy 
which we have been talking about over the last three weeks, the enemy does not want you to live in this true identity. The enemy does not want you to live in power. The enemy does not want you to live with authority. The enemy wants you to be scared. The enemy of our human nature, the enemy of God, Satan, wants you to be a coward. He wants you to stay in your own little false self. And the enemy says this, you need to rely on your own natural ability. You don't have power from on high. You're weak, which we all are, so the enemy knows we're weak, but the enemy wants us to be convinced that we, in our weakness, have no power. In other words, don't turn to God in your weakness. Actually, in your weakness, rely on your own strength and your own ability which it's just bad reasoning that this leaves us weak and vulnerable. His lies sound like this, you're alone, nobody's fighting for you. You don't know what to say. You're not smart enough to be a witness. You don't have all the answers. They're gonna ask you something and you're gonna look like a fool. You're not holy enough to go out into the world and, and be a witness to Christ. And oh, by the way, Catholics don't share their faith. It's not what we do. And if you speak about Jesus, people will laugh at you or reject you. See, this is the voice, by the way, those are lies, because I know we're very familiar with them. Those are lies, those are not the voice of God. But we hear them and we've become so familiar with them that we think that's actually truth. No, the enemy actually wants you to believe that so that you are held powerless, so that you're held ineffective. So that the gospel has no power outside of these walls. And unfortunately, the power has no, the gospel has no power in your life. And so we're held helpless, we're held listless, we're held in this gray, funky world. But you have the power of God, the Holy Spirit in you. You are a beloved son and daughter of God the Father. Your born identity is an heir to the kingdom of heaven. So listen to these words from St. Paul. St. Paul knows the enemy and he knows who you are. In the letter to the Ephesians, he says this. Finally, brothers and sisters, he's talking to fellow believers Draw your strength from the Lord and from his mighty power. Don't draw your strength from yourself. Draw your strength from the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the tactics of the devil. For our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers of the world rulers of this present darkness and with evil spirits in the heavens. You see, we are beloved, supernatural sons and daughters of God the Father. And our battle is not with natural powers. We're all weak. Everyone in here is weak. There's no way we can change the world with our natural powers. We go into the world relying on supernatural with the strength that comes from God, with his mighty power, because we are going into the world with people who are struggling with all kinds of things. 
but the struggles they have is often a supernatural struggle. So rely on the strength of God. Also in Mark, Jesus is, sends, his two, he sends all of his disciples out. He says, go into the, into the world and, and do what I have taught you. And they go and they, they heal and they restore lives and they, they do these miracles and they come back so excited. And Jesus says this, in Mark 13, he says, Actually, I'm, I'm jumping. Just bear with me. I'm just jumping to F, Luke 10. He says this. I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions upon the full force of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. They go out in the world and they, they transform and they, they have conversions and they, they, they have miracles. And God's like, yeah, you have power over Satan because I have given you power. So don't be surprised, but rejoice because there's a place for you in heaven. Maybe that's finally our last point today. When we're confirmed... The fullness of God's Spirit comes upon us. And Scripture talks about the Holy Spirit as the first inheritance of all the holy ones. The first inheritance, what, did the, what does that God mean? The first inheritance. Well, our inheritance is heaven, and God is giving us a glimpse of heaven by giving us the Holy Spirit. Like as believers, as his adopted sons and daughters, our home is now in heaven. And we're like, we're, it's heaven all the way to heaven. And God gives us the Holy Spirit as the first installment of our inheritance. Think about that, your inheritance. What if God would like, I'm going to give you a little bit. Just going to give you a little bit right now. There's more to come. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit and power and authority and all the things we've talked about, all of these gifts as just the first installment. There's more to come. What would it be like if you'd go to someone and say, let me tell you about a God who created you, who formed you, who maybe you and I have probably betrayed. We've turned our back. We've tried to live alone. We've tried to live separate lives. We've tried to live independent lives. We've tried to do our own thing on our own time and, and we've messed this whole thing up. But God so loved you that he didn't give up on you. He came down from heaven to become one of us to show you how much he loved you. He died for you and then said, if you would come and repent and turn away and receive him and be baptized in him, you can actually have his life in you. And not only that, but when you die, you can be with him forever in heaven. And he wants to give you so much that he wants to come and live inside of you and give you power and authority. He wants to give you peace and awe and wonder and amazement and understanding. He wants you to see the enemy and the tricks that he lays. He wants to give you peace that the world cannot give. Do you think someone would be uninterested about that? Of course not. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to believe it and that's why we're preaching on it. 
so that we can accept and live in our born identity as beloved sons and daughters of God the Father. You and I come to Mass today not because we are amazing, not because we're worth it, but because Christ thought of us as worthy and he died for us and we were baptized into him. And so we come with Christ in him, through him, with him. We come to receive the Eucharist to be strengthened and we leave this church with the authority and power of the Holy Spirit to speak to anyone about Jesus without shame, without fear of reproach. So my challenge for you this week is this. If you, received the con- if you have received the gift of confirmation to ask the Holy Spirit to release all of the power of your confirmation in your life. If you haven't been confirmed, please, it's a gift from God, please seek to receive this gift. Or if you know someone who hasn't received confirmation, maybe talk to them about it. Maybe offer to be their sponsor. Gifts freely given. Who would leave gifts under the tree? None of us. God has given us gifts. Let's truly receive them. Let's use them. Let's live in our born identity as beloved sons and daughters of God the Father. Amen.